Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, shaking up the champagne of conversation, taking the sharp knife of humour, whipping it along the top of the champagne, taking off the cork of bad times and pouring ourselves a nice bubbly glass of podcast. Celebrate good times, come on. That's Ed Gamble, I'm James Acaster. We own a dream restaurant and we invite a guest in every single week and ask them their favourite ever, start a main course dessert, side dish and drink, not in that order. And this week, our guest is Jimmy Jimmy Famarewa. Yes, a wonderful food critic, brilliant writer. You've seen him as a judge on MasterChef, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Jimmy has a new book out. Settlers, Journeys Through the Food, Faith and Culture of Black African London. That's out now and we will ask Jimmy about it during the podcast we as well. We will, but I can't wait for this menu, James. This is exciting. If you if you are not listening to this episode with a pen and paper, you probably should so that you can write down all the recommendations. Surely this guy is going to have them coming up the wazoo. He knows his stuff. His wazoo is overflowing with wrecks. Yeah, you, you, you would imagine. Yes. So I'm quite excited to to hear all these recommendations. Is that how wazoos work? Do does stuff so much stuff in the wazoo that it starts to spill out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes the sound wazoo as it yeah. all comes Woo-hoo. out. Yeah, yeah. Wazoo, yeah, you can. Wazoo, yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, listen, we love Jimmy Famarewa, but if Jimmy says the secret ingredient, an ingredient which we have deemed to be unacceptable, we will be forced to kick him out of the dream restaurant. And this week, the secret ingredient is cauliflower, cauliflower rice. rice. Yeah. Can't see Jimmy saying this. Surely he wouldn't say cauliflower rice. I only know about cauliflower rice because I saw Ed do a routine about well, a whole uh, show, really. about it when it was a fad about having a greater cauliflower and yeah. how long that takes. Yes. So basically someone decided that rice wasn't good for you. Yeah. And uh, people started coming up with alternatives. And you'd use that to make pizza bases and stuff. Yeah. Horrid. Just using cauliflower in the worst ways possible. Yeah. 
hopeful. I mean, Jimmy surely isn't going to say it, but like... Unless there's some new, brilliant, trendy, high-end restaurant that's using cauliflower rice in an amazing way, you know, we'll be happy to hear about that and we're excited, but that will be the last thing he says on the Off Menu podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to kick him out. Fingers crossed that won't happen. And that suggestion came from Hannah Sinclair. Hannah Sinclair, she just don't care. Apart from if it's cauliflower rice. Yeah, then she cares. She's got an opinion on that. Hannah Sinclair really do care. Yeah, Hannah Sinclair... And I do care. This is the off menu menu of Jimmy Famarewa. Welcome, Jimmy, to the Dream Restaurant. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Jimmy Famarewa, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. <laughs> oh, wow, it's happening. It's really happening. It's Great really to be happening. here. I was happy with my energy then. Yeah, yeah it was I good energy, so. actually. Yeah, I think it was yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, well done, you, man. I am impressed that this genie pronounce my name so well as well to be honest yes. thank you very much well he's just... been practicing it because it plays perfectly into his speech impediment when the place it doesn't play per- yeah it, 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 it plays havoc with my right name. right like it was like i deliberately I use, I use soft r soft r's yeah a lot of the time so yeah. an r and a w together <sighs> quite quickly means that whatever yeah I'm, I'm taking a run up to that and being yeah. like okay I've got just to, a load of hazards I've really got to focus that's on if I reveal at this point Arnold. it's not even my real name yeah, it's just yeah, been yeah, a really yeah. long slow burn bit to get to this point and wind you up like yeah Jimmy Smith weirdly yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's not often we get a food critic in the dream restaurant is it not It'll no be the third one really yeah. Yeah. in like however many uh, yeah uh, you know, I, I guess that is yeah, yeah five that years is, uh, over 200 episodes recorded yeah wow always no, nerve-wracking but then because you're picking the stuff in the dream restaurant hopefully you won't be too critical of the yeah, <laughs> yeah of my own choices yeah. yeah yeah that would really play to type if i was like oh really obvious like just kind of you know almost doing my own annotations yeah at my, um yeah but no it's lovely to be here but you're one of the more positive ones yeah I, I think that yeah people do say that like someone was <laughs> like waiting to get the train the other day and this woman was like I love how kind you are. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know if that's what they want from me, but I do try to be. I think it would be disingenuous if yeah. I was like some kind of like cackling, like mm. villainous person, because I guess I'm I'm sort of quite a genial, positive person yeah. in real life. So yeah, probably I probably wouldn't be able to keep it up if I was like, you know, being really out of order. But yeah, yeah. Especially if you're like friendly to everyone when you go into the restaurant and then they read a bad <laughs> review and they're like, he, was so, he seemed so happy when he was here. Well, there is always an element of that. Like you kind of, and I guess everyone has this when they go to a restaurant and it's like, how is it going? And it's like, how honest are you to that question? Like they don't want you to be honest. It's like being asked, how are you? Isn't it? It's just kind of like, and so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I am always conscious of that, that you don't want to seem like you're just like being like duplicitous and like yeah this is great and then you're just like ripping them to shreds like afterwards but but yeah like you must find this and you know like when you're kind of you know we're all both kind of jamming our faces yes. with food on tv when you're on british menu and i get to british be menu. the positive one though yeah because yeah. i'm not the food professional so i get to absolutely just gobble it all up <laughs> yeah. and then i'm i try not to be mean because also they're all brilliant professional chefs yeah so. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the base that. level yeah. is excellent yeah and then it works it's from there really so yeah i have a great time doing it but i, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I eat everything <laughs> do you know you don't pace yourself no god no yeah I, I i always intend to pace myself and you're like right we've got a big day of eating here yeah 
let's not go crazy. <laughs> and then suddenly, if it's really delicious, you can't stop yeah. yourself. Like, how do you stop yourself? And also the hunger kind of comes in strange bursts, doesn't it? Because sometimes you'll, you'll just have like tiny little portions of things and yeah. then quite a big pudding will come out and you'll just like gorge yourself mad. It's a different stomach. It's, yeah, exactly. Stomach. The pudding <laughs> stomach, of yeah. course. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still not great at that. And it's always a strange thing to have got to the end of one of those days and you're sort of like reeling and you've been eating this amazing, complex, uh, sophisticated, interesting food. And I do have like at the end of the day quite, you know, sometimes it'll just be like a pronounced craving for like a, blueberry muffin from Starbucks yeah. or something like that. Like I sort of want to like return back to normality yeah. and like, yeah. That, I always think MasterChef is even more nerve wracking as from like a judge perspective mm. for you guys, because you've got to watch them bring it through the door. Yeah. And then bring it to the table, which mm. terrifies me every time I see that. <laughs> yeah. They're like shaking and yeah. bringing it over the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is strange, and I, and I guess that is that comes back to the balance of you know being uh, positive and trying to be kind. And yeah. like I'm, I don't know. I, I just always try to like actually remember that it is just like a person. Like yeah. All the mechanics of TV. Obviously, you're there to be critical mm -hmm. uh, to a degree and you're there to sort of like have a sort of bar of you know excellence or whatever it may be but yeah when people come in quite often they've got like you know an ice pack on from where they've burnt their hand yeah. like they're literally like trembling covered in like stains of food and stuff and it's like you just sort of want to just be like it's okay, it's okay. you're gonna be all right <laughs> but yeah that is that is kind of um it is pretty brutal and judging someone face to face a very different yeah. thing like i think you know, to go back to our point about the reviews, like I definitely had that experience of like when someone brings their food up to you and you sort of say something even mildly negative about the presentation, their just faces just drop. And it is like, it's pretty, um, it, yeah, it's pretty tough, but I don't know. I think everybody, it, it's strange, isn't it? We all watch those shows because we want people to be kind of like judged yeah. uh, in, in, in a certain way. But yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a there's a line, isn't there? I like, can just leave that to Tom Kerridge. <laughs> yeah. Leave it to Kerridge. Just like, yeah. you just get to be like, that was great. Can yeah. I have another? Yeah. Just he sort loves of, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any word from Ed? He's just licking his plate. Yeah, he's fine. He's just, yeah, yeah. It, it can be weird because... I think sometimes, and especially when I first started being a critic, like written reviews, you think of criticism as being like, you know, what's his name, Anton Ego in mm -hmm. Ratatouille, and that to be a good critic is to be exceptionally harsh. But I wonder if maybe sort of post-pandemic as well, that's kind of like fading away yeah, a little bit. And yeah. the sort of panto villainy is not really what what people want. But, you you know, you, you, need, to, you need to kind of, uh, I don't know, people do kind of like seeing somebody people like uh the catastrophe and things going wrong yeah. the jeopardy the peril those things and we kind of need to need to sort of gesture towards that a little bit sometimes and it, and, it, and it, i think often that the reviewer nowadays becomes the thing as well like a, mm. a product in, in and of themselves that they're yeah and so then they have to have a persona and i think a lot of the time it's easier just to be the mean one who <laughs> yeah, yeah, winds yeah. everyone up and people yeah. get annoyed about it's more fun to be a villain right yeah yeah. yeah 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 oh massively yeah it feels like the thing that people think of when they think of critics right it's like that you're devastating and that you come in and you know the imperial march is playing as you walk in it's like come on i'm gonna really sort of kick that shit out of this souffle but um but yeah quite often you just like just maintaining a sense of like proportion like yeah. levity 
But then, yeah, we all do sit there at home, don't we? And we're like, you know, we can literally be arm in like a bag of crisps or whatever and like I've just like ordered a delivery room. We're like, oh, he's messed it up. Oh, look at that. Yeah, the sauce is a bit thin, isn't it? A bit thin. Yeah, oh, no, he's forgotten it. Like, it's kind of part of it, isn't yeah. it? That you can be the kind of armchair uh, expert in that way. But um, yeah, no, it's good fun. It's such a, I don't know about you, Ed, but it's such an absurd thing to be doing, yeah. isn't it? Like, to be just like... Such a lucky thing to be yeah, doing. Like, yeah eating like fantastic food and, and going <laughs> yeah. like yeah oh, I like that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah more please I've only ever been to the banquet and you have to write down your favourite dish at the end mm. of course there's loads of people there and you know you go around the table and no one's written the same thing a lot yeah. of the time and you're like oh yeah it's not actually that one is the best yeah yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just down to everyone going their individual thing yeah and critics are just better at writing yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just know yeah, more words yeah, yeah. than describe food yeah. than we do. Yeah. I think it's a fair point, but I think that there is that thing of um, you get to almost like set the standard in some ways. And I think sometimes if I'm writing a review or if I'm describing something on MasterChef and I've not necessarily liked it, and I'm aware that that's quite subjective, but it is almost like you are a kind of like... I don't know, food lawyer or something. You're having to like convince other people that like you need to make a convincing argument basically yeah. so that even if people disagree with you, they can kind of see where you're coming from. And mm. yeah, you're right. Like it's so, so subjective. And so, yeah, it is all about like who can convince the other person. But I've definitely had it where I've been like, that's amazing. And then the other critics like, that is terrible. <laughs> and I think like, you know, particularly like being relatively new to this world, like, like as I was like a few years back, you kind of are a bit like questioning maybe like what you think and you don't want to get things wrong. But I think you sort of come to realise that, you know, your perspective and your like approach to things has like value, doesn't yeah. it? And I think that that is, that is kind of like a really sort of positive thing. And I think you can see it in the way that these shows are cast. There's different sorts of chefs, different sorts of cuisine, and there's a kind of a broader span of opinions as well and it's not just like this isn't fancy french food yeah. so therefore it's terrible like do you know what i mean like, mm -hmm. yeah also speaking of writing you've got your new book out mm. settlers yes yeah journey through the food faith and culture of black african london yes so it's not completely about food but there's a lot of food in there and it's kind of a bit of a memoir bit of social history uh, and it's kind of like about the sort of broad culture that raised me really and sort of that I grew up in, Nigerian background. But then also there's a lot of crossover with people of Ghanaian heritage, people of Sierra Leonean, people of like other parts across the African continent. And so I just kind of like, it's split up into different chapters, like some looking at food, some looking at things like religion, some looking at education and I kind of tell a little bit of my own story and experience of that specific world and like you know the the importance that faith held in like my mum's eyes as I was growing up and things like that and I kind of just join the dots and contextualize it like go back through history a lot of research um, I mean, I wish I'd picked something more straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought that midway through writing it. But no, I, and I think also what I also wanted it to feel like was quite like alive and quite like fun and, you know, vibrant and like reflect. Like, you know, we've all, I think if you live in any kind of like 
I mean, you could say like major city around the world, but certainly in the UK and certainly in London, there's African communities that we've all kind of seen and like, oh, that bingo hall is now like a Pentecostal church. Like that's interesting. And you go like somewhere like Ridley Road Market and you kind of get that kind of explosion of like colour and life and, you know, the different things that are being sold there. And you think, oh, what are the roots of that? And there's there's all these fascinating little kind of historical nuggets that I kind of, you know, sort out. I talked about my own experience of them and I just kind of tried to like join the dot in a mm. hopefully quite entertaining way. It is a thing about how positive you are. I was noticing it while you were talking. You smile while you talk, no matter what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and I was like, I don't think I ever do that. No, 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 no you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, mean, maybe that's you it. Don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The opposite, actually. Yeah, yeah. telling like a really like, really positive story and scowling. Um, and I was yeah. listening to what you were saying. Yeah. But I was thinking... But it's just the smile as well. Like, he's such a happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Just trying to like apply it to like, if I was like a policeman or something. <laughs> just grinning. And I... I'm afraid we are going to have to arrest him. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I'll take maybe, a break. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> Officer Jimmy. Yeah, straight away. Well, you talked to me in the car on the way to the station. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll keep grinning. Maybe that is a bit of a cultural thing as well. Like, I think of, like, my mum, who is, like, a real formidable character, like, you know, tiny, very driven uh, woman. But she's also, like, hilarious as well and, like, you know sort of like piss taking is kind of like our like family love language or whatever like it is that it, it is kind of in there where kind of you know maybe part of it does come from like relatively like difficult circumstances at times and immigrants and you're sort of struggling a little bit but there is always this kind of life and not taking things too seriously and sort of like you know having a little bit of a grin on your face yeah. <laughs> but yeah like yeah maybe maybe it is one of those things that i've kind of probably it's probably master chef that's just made me be like if i just keep smiling they won't, <laughs> they won't hear me telling telling them that they're uh around the season <laughs> well we always start with still or sparkling water i'm gonna go sparkling okay and i always think like because obviously i go to a lot of restaurants in my job and people are always like, still or sparkling, still or sparkling. And I'm a bit of a flitter, really. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll have still, I'll have sparkling. But I do like sparkling because it feels like a little like a little treat, like mm. a little bit of fun, little fun sort of party bubbles and all that. And, yeah, water is, like, an interesting one because I will normally just say tap, to be honest, mm -hmm. like, very pointedly, and then you worry that the person you're with is like, oh, got ourselves a cheapskate <laughs> like, you know, there is that yeah. thing isn't there it feels it feels weirdly loaded and I don't know if you've had this at certain restaurants where you say tap and it's almost like they hoard the tap water they keep it away from you you don't get a bottle for yourself like yeah. it's like they want to shame you into like you just get a tiny little glass <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Like they're just like glass. yeah oh okay tap yeah yeah we'll see yeah, like, yeah. you're not getting the jug yourself no no <laughs> we're gonna like yeah so yeah but but I think sparkling yeah like bit of ice bit of lemon in there sometimes as well or just like yeah it feels it feels in its own way like the kind of thing that I wouldn't necessarily always have in at home mm -hmm. whereas still water is you know got it coming out the taps got it coming out the taps mate <laughs> so so yeah it feels like a treat puts you in that kind of mindset that mm -hmm. little bit of effervescence yeah do you think because I think when so I'm when I'm judging Great British Menu I will have sparkling water quite mm. often I feel like it's more of a palate cleanser in between yeah. different people's dishes. Yes, that's a very good point. It clears yeah. the mouth. It cleans the mouth. Yeah, the sort of carbonated 
quality just kind of yeah probably yeah there yeah. probably is something in that yeah but you I, I don't know about you I glug a lot of water on mm. those days as well like you know because they're always salt. topping up your glass the yeah. salt they're putting in that food man yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. and all the butter yeah yeah that's Chef's where crazy the yeah. amount of salt but I'm pro pro salt oh, massively pro salt I'm pro salt don't get me wrong <laughs> yeah. but if you didn't have the water you'd be screwed yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I'm really sort of given the choice if I really think about it I'll kind of have whatever's there but um, but yeah fizzy fizzy, fizzy. baby Wouldn't pop rums or bread <laughs> pop rums or bread Jimmy Famarewa pop rums or bread <laughs> Oh wow! Immaculate pronunciation again. Um, while having to do the pop dumps while having to as do well. the pop dumps or bread, <laughs> <laughs> he did it. I know. I felt now it's my finest hour. That's done now. You're that was the going to be the tense one. <laughs> yeah, and there's that build up as well where it's kind of like, oh, James hasn't been talking for a while. <laughs> yeah. <then> it's like <laughs> no, nah, this one I was like, I called myself as soon as I thought to myself, you're going to have to do pop dumps or bread soon. I thought just do it straight away. <laughs> do it right now. <laughs> I think I think I know. I don't know if I should say it. Well, I, I think he basically said at the time that like Jamie Oliver, who uh-huh. I kind of know a bit, that he was the Poppadoms or bread was a, it was a moment for him as an experience as well. Mm. Like maybe the you know the genie that he kind of was not prepared for Poppadoms or bread. Maybe. Yeah, did I you even scared, ask him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, terrified. Well, he was prepared. He was actually. prepared because oh. he chose Poppadoms and then. Some people, because we recorded at his place, <laughs> yeah. and some people brought in a selection of different. Oh pop-a-dums. my god! Yeah. Wow. Well, I've yeah. not got. No, not. I've not got anything in my bag. I'm afraid to uh, <laughs> to present to you. But to return to the question, it's got to be poppadoms. It's got to oh, yeah? be poppadoms. Yeah, I feel almost similarly to the sparkling water thing. There is a feeling of I don't know, like it's special, like. Mm-hmm. Bread is great. Obviously, sourdough is on every restaurant menu mm-hmm. with a kind of fancy whipped butter next to it. I'm seeing a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like glazed dinner rolls at the moment okay. as well. Is that the new, that's the new it's bread? the new thing, through. mate. Yeah, just a little, that's why you got me here now. Mainly for sort of, you know, yeah, bread forecasting. Um, <laughs> is there certain stuff that you just get? very tired of where you're like I swear to god if they've got truffle on this again on on this menu yeah it like. does it does happen where and and I think actually it can probably seem quite unfair to like restaurateurs like they you know there are these things that become mm-hmm. real obsessions of chefs and then like you know people like me that write about food just kind of lose it out of all proportion because there's like mm. another like wild garlic mayo like you know and it is there is a lot of it, I, I but i guess it's like anything isn't it there's there's trends and mm-hmm. there's there's things that really bubble up and then suddenly everyone will be like absolutely not mate and like you know we only need to look back through like food history or recent food history to see but yeah it can it can just get a little bit much at times yeah when do you think popping candy is going to be over (laughs) i think i talked about this on like the first episode of the podcast yeah it is yeah they do love it don't they popping candy and every time you see someone on a tv show put popping candy in something someone will eat it and go oh this chef's got such a sense of humor (laughs) they don't what are you talking about the chef needs to grow up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a whole there's a whole family of those though, aren't there? Where it's yeah. kind of like nostalgia. But yeah, uh, poppadoms, absolutely poppadoms. Yeah, I, I I just think there's there's just something very fun about them, and I always feel like when we order like an Indian takeaway, 
I've got a weirdly specific thing. Like we'll have the poppadoms at the start, but I like if there's a few left afterwards, just as a little, you know, when you finish, just to kind of, just to pick at at yeah. the end, like, you know, that's kind of part of it. And there's just a few little shards to like kicking about, just something to something to do with your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. Tree. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, definitely poppadoms, all the, all the dips, mango chutney, all that. Yeah. Is there a place where like, does the best poppadoms? Yes, there's a couple that I can think of, uh, sort of both ends of the spectrum. So there's one near me in South East London, Babur, got to shout them out. Absolutely legendary uh, Indian restaurant. It's been going like over 30 years now. And their poppadoms are great. Um, really good mango chutney with like proper big pieces of mango in it, a bit of spice in it. Not that real kind of gloopy synthetic, which has its place to be fair. Like I, I've definitely had it with my friends where... And, and this, I don't know, this was like a bit of a light bulb moment because they were like, oh, yeah, I want to go for a curry. I want to go for a curry. And I'm suggesting all these like, oh, yeah, let's go to gunpowder. Let's go to like, you know, all these restaurants that are kind of contemporary takes on a specific region or whatever. But they absolutely wanted the old school, very kind of like basic. And it's kind of, and I feel like, those those memories and those associations are so like powerful for people that they don't really want it mucked around with. Yeah. And like, there's a restaurant ch- chapter in Settlers actually where I talk about, you know, the the increased prominence of uh, West African influenced food and African influenced food and that authenticity question. And I do think, yeah, we all have these things where we mm. just don't want it mucked around yeah. with and people have it with things like fish and chips or whatever. It's like, no, I do not want it elevated. I want it, I want it slightly rubbish. Like, yeah, well, I've yeah, done yeah. these two. Because there's a few of that, yeah, there's a few of those restaurants now in London that yeah. are like West African yeah. influenced fine dining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I absolutely love, but yeah. I didn't grow up with African yeah, food. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can yeah. imagine if you're like used to used to certain yeah. things, like well, yeah. this tiny little portion. And you're just yeah. Like, yeah. And then of course you've got the people that are perhaps more used to the food being like, Where's where's the rest of yeah. it? What the hell's this? <laughs> How much for a bottle of Guinness? Um so yeah, Papadoms, uh Baba is really good. And then to sort of almost undercut what I've been saying, there's a place called Bibby in London, mm. which is like really good, high-end Indian. And they do like these cheese poppadoms mm. that are essentially giant quavers. So um, yeah, I would have like, you know, maybe yeah. half and half, maybe yeah. some babur ones and then yeah. some fancy cheese papad on the side as well. I went, like. I went to Bibi yeah. a few weeks ago. Oh, oh phenomenal. Oh my God, it's really you good, went, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. It's really good, yeah. isn't it? Really Great good. cocktails as well. Good cocktails. Yeah, it's Lovely. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, and that, and that to me is like the best expression of that because he's somebody that had worked on a lot of different restaurants, almost kind of like cooking other people's cuisines. And Bibby is him kind of applying that technique to this food that he clearly has like a real sort of like, you know, personal connection to as well. Like, um, yeah, it's really good. Would massively recommend. Yeah. Well, let's get into your dream menu proper. Very yeah. Exciting. Oh my God. The dream Here starter. Here we go. <laughs> dream starter. <laughs> You must get so bored of people saying, can I slightly bend the rules? <laughs> um, but can I slightly bend the rules? And like, I want to have a, mm. a trio of small sandwiches, okay. like slider size. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's still a starter, but yeah. there's, there's three very specific sort of almost slider 
two or three bite-sized sandwiches uh-huh. that I want. One of them is the mackerel pita from Mangal 2, which they they did it throughout the pandemic, like when it was kind of locked down, you could only do takeaway. And this is a restaurant in Dalston, like very acclaimed mm-hmm. um, Turkish-inspired um, restaurant run by the two sons of the original owner. So they've kind of uh-huh. modernised it. And amazing pillowy Turkish bread, beautifully charred piece of mackerel, a dill mayo in there as well. Outrageously good. And I think it's one of those things that you can't get it anymore. Like they bring it back occasionally, but it's got that kind of scarcity specialness about it. So a little one of those, a little Dexter cheeseburger from the Plimsoll, which is another restaurant in London, uh, in Finsbury Park. The greatest burger I've ever had, I think. Almost feels a little bit like it's got, and I could just be imagining this, but it's got like a wimpy quality to it. There's something Uh quite nostalgic about the burger sauce in there as well. It's a smash burger, so it's Uh got the crackly edges and just really gorgeous. Um, And I think also as a reviewer, I reviewed the first kitchen residency that they did. and And I remember the burger, we didn't even order it at first, and I was... And then we ordered it and I tried it. And I think it's almost like one of those things that reminds me, you know, to have the courage of your convictions. Mm. Because I was like, I feel like this is like a crazily good burger. But what can be applied to like all sorts of different types of reviewing is you're doing it in this vacuum. Like you don't know what other people think of Mm -hmm. it. And so it is this kind of leap of faith. And so I remember being like, oh no, I'm going to really make a big deal of that burger because I think it was delicious, but I'm not sure. And then it became this huge thing. And like, you know, like everyone was talking about the burger. So I think that's quite a nice one, the professional link. And then the final one is a teeny tiny uh, KFC uh, <laughs> Zinger Tower Burger, which yeah. I've just got a very specific nostalgia for. I used to work at various places in Blue Water, the giant shopping centre mm-hmm. in uh, Kent, and uh, I'd work at like I had I worked at Ted Baker for a little bit, and I've said previously in like rip like in pieces of writing that it was like Glen Gary, Glen Ross, or something mm-hmm. like they were all like we've got to shift these store cards, and I kind of really hated it. <laughs> but I would go for a KFC after. There's something about the hash brown mm-hmm. and the cheese. Uh, there's there's just the sort of wrongness to it that I just absolutely love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I that, that would be my order. Yeah, I went through a stage when I was like I don't know eighteen, going to KFC every Friday yeah. uh, with my friend Graham. Northampton KFC, they always had um, extreme sports or snowboarding on the TV, and we'd watch that. <laughs> I'd always get a Zinger Tower burger meal. And it was a revelation. The the the, the cheese, the sauce, yeah. and the hash brown. Yeah, it's the sauce, a kind of salsery type thing. Yeah, or... and then obviously the actual chicken yeah. is a bit... It's got the zing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's <laughs> heat in the there, you're getting the yeah. zing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're making it a bit Let's spicier. not forget the zing. I, I'd never was going to order anything else. Yeah, yeah. It just, I don't really know how they arrived at it. Like, you know, a lot of the fast food items, like they're inspired by something or, oh, it's kind of, it's the Texan one or whatever, but like... Or a knockoff from another Yeah, yeah, but like, how did a hash brown and a slice of cheese and a spicy sauce get in there? Like, but yeah, those, and so, and, and I... And I do feel like I really love like sort of mini burgers and like tiny mm-hmm. kind of things that kind of invite you to eat quite a few of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's almost like a challenge. Yeah. Like, you can just like have like a plate of them. But yeah, three of those, those three quite sort of personally meaningful. Great. Uh, I'm so sandwiches. happy that 
Mangal 2's got a shout out. Yes. Never been there. And oh, the Plimsoll. Man. I've still not been to the Plimsoll, but I went when it was four legs at the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Compton Arms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, really, Absolutely really good. Yeah. yeah. And the burger's the one thing, or one of a couple of things, that never leaves the menu and everything else changes. It's such a good burger. It's kind of hard to... I don't know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because burgers are like pizza where there's all these endless debates around the best. And again, to go mm. back to our point... It can just be incredibly subjective, can't it? And people are like, that's not a good burger like this is. But, yeah, I, I would I would defy anyone to try that burger and not yeah. just... What's like, the bun? It's like your standard glossy... Is it brioche? I'm pretty mm. sure. Mm. Brioche. Oh, no, I don't look, think it's, I don't think it's so sweet. It's, it's not yeah. It's not mega sweet. But, it's not uh, mega sweet. Brioche and, buns in a burger. And, but, uh, and actually... <laughs> And actually, it's not one of those ones that just kind of like disintegrates as mm -hmm. well. It's like a good bun. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's more of a kind of potato roll. I went through a stage with Mangal 2 where I'd go, <laughs> have a great meal, come back pissed and book it for three weeks later. <laughs> that is a really good sign. <laughs> I've definitely sat at certain restaurant tables and particularly when it's very good and there's a bit of hype around it, maybe you're like, let's book again yeah. like when you're at mm -hmm. the table like that is kind of really yeah. the ultimate sign or or even if you don't book like i do think and i don't know like when you're reviewing you can get really like lost in the weeds of like is this good am i sure this is good like everyone like because quite often the people i go with they're having a great time. Yeah. They're like, you know, drinking loads There's of wine. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> and I, and so you have to be that kind of, I don't know, that sort of slightly cold, I was going to say shark-like, but maybe that's bad. But yeah, you sort of have to be like, is this actually good? But one of the things that I always uh, come back to is if you're already planning a return visit yeah. and trying to think of reasons or, or people that you'd love to take there, that's a pretty that's good, good sign. Yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom. 
an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you're up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Are we seeing some loopholes for your dream main course? <laughs> I think my main course is uh, is hopefully not gonna not gonna need any loopholes or bits of rule bending. And having sort of been in a bit more of a restaurant space, I think this one's going to be a bit more linked to home. And it's um, uh, it's a Nigerian dish, uh, and it's it's basically stewed beans, which does not sound that appetising. The Yoruba name for it is uh, Ewa Riro think i got that right like nigerian uh yoruba people like sort of like absolutely the menu back at the end James and, and, and while we're yeah, yeah, is gonna yeah, absolutely yeah. fuck Ewa it up yeah. jimmy famare was Ewa you've got to call it that as well yeah kofo famare was Ewa but yeah it's um it, it's it's amazing and I, and I think it's one of those things you probably would have if you've eaten some West African food or people that are listening, they would have encountered a dish like it. Um, looking at it written down. <laughs> I, 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 the video's just written it down. I've just looked at it, glancing, oh, I'm fucked. I'm absolutely fucked. Oh, my God, it really is. Like, I've done it deliberately. <laughs> um, if you've had, as a Ghanaian dish, red, red, which is like a similar kind of bean dish, um, but it's uh, it's really uh, cooked down. Like, you cook them in a pressure cooker. It's these beans and the stew in there. Tomato, pepper, stew, onions. It's normally got some heat going through it, some scotch bonnet, and you have that with fried plantain. And it is one of those things that probably because, and this is, you know, related to writing the book and seeking to like understand my culture because, you know, having been born in this country and grown up here, I've got this kind of really powerful heritage and it's very present in my life, but it feels inaccessible in some ways and you're constantly being told, oh, you're not really Nigerian, like, you know, but, but I think in terms of food, it really manifests because these are dishes that, I mean, I could maybe try them, but I just don't think I could get even close to like my mum cooking them. They're almost a bit like refried beans. Like if you had mm -hmm. like kind of like Mexican refried beans and they've just got such like 
depth and waves of flavour. It's so comforting. It's basically like cooked down to like a mush. Not the most photogenic of dishes, mm -hmm. but yeah, with kind of like caramelised, like sweetened uh, fried plantain on the mm -hmm. side as well. It is such a good combo. And it is the thing that I really, and you know, I guess through like the pandemic and stuff, we had a we had an opportunity to all realise like, oh, well, I could never eat this dish again oh. because the person, you know, my supplier, i.e. my mum, is not around. Like, you know, so yeah. I really, I really, it really clarified like what you really wanted, mm -hmm. didn't it? And what you really sort of loved. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. It's such a, such a simple dish, but one that I feel like, you know, dream restaurant, that'd be the kind of thing I'd go for. And maybe that tells its own story in terms of, being a restaurant critic and having all these quite fancy mm -hmm. foods, that's the thing I want. And would you ever have it with uh, jollof rice? Well, yeah. So, so jollof would probably, if there was like a leaderboard of like you know the candidates for this main course, uh, jollof would probably have been in the conversation. But some people do it. Like there is a kind of amazing chaos to like a Nigerian spread, like a uh -huh. buffet, like my mum makes like a roast dinner and it's got like, you're like, hang on, none of this goes together. What the <laughs> hell? Like, And there's an element of like, you know, there's potatoes, there's rice, there's plantain, there's like a few different types of meat. There's another kind of rice. Um, uh, so you could kind of do it. I wouldn't mix the two. Mm. I would, I kind of, and maybe that's one of my sort of weird rules that I'm just like, I just want to like appreciate the beans. I want to have rice, like jollof is a beautiful thing, but it's kind of like a separate thing. And yeah, jollof is, is, is crazy, the degree to which it's, you know, Ikoi, which I mentioned in Settlers, they've got jollof rice on their menu and it's a two Michelin star, you know, restaurant now. It's kind of crazy to have something that you grew up eating suddenly become part of, you know, the kind of cultural conversation and stuff. And, and it's I'm, a small it's a small portion as well. It's a very small portion. Did you go? Have you been? I've been a couple of times, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love it. I've not yeah. been to the new the new space, but I went a couple of times when mm. I was in St. James's. I love yeah, because they do a they do an amazing plantain dish as well, didn't they? With and, the Scotch the Scotch bonnet yeah, powder. Like on the, the raspberry, top. yeah. 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 I yeah. went I went there. The first time we went there, uh, there was a couple in there and they're very fancy couple. And mm. then their childminder turned up halfway through with their five-year-old daughter and dropped her off. And uh, you just saw the waitress like start panicking. She came home, she was like, um, will she be eating anything? And they went, yeah, she'll have the same as us. She went, I don't know if she'll like it. I'm not sure we can make her anything else. She was like, no, bring her whatever. It's like tasting menu restaurant. We bought those plantain with, I mean, that stuff on the top is yeah, super yeah, fiery. Yeah, yeah. This kid immediately in tears. <laughs> <laughs> she went bright red. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, yeah, those beans, man, they are really, really good. I mean, the main reason I brought Jollof up and, and uh, Ed and Ben know is because uh, along with anything on the podcast, there's been debate as to what the best Jollof rice is. Oh, God, yeah. Now, yeah. obviously, people usually say the one that they were brought up on, yeah, the yeah, one that yeah. they had, but you're a food critic, mm. Jimmy. So mm. we might get the definitive answer here. And I know that people will still be saying he's going to be biased and say Nigeria. Just get to but, end, the, end the jollof wars right but, here. But, but, you know, we've not had a food critic on before who can weigh in mm. on this debate. I genuinely do believe that all jollof is is good. Like I, I feel like the, you know, the the jostling and the arguing over, like, uh, different nations jollof. But, you know, and again, I probably will be biased, but I do feel like, I wouldn't say it's better, but all I will say is that Nigerian jollof is the one that I know, the one that I've kind of, that I would cook, like the one that I've like eaten 
the the most. But I uh, but I genuinely do feel that like to to kind of pit one against the other is to you know miss the point of Jalof. It's all oh, yeah. good, man. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We're, we're why are we arguing about? <laughs> why are we arguing over which Jalof's better? Yeah. We could be eating Jalof. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and I, and I think it's it's funny. It's a funny one, Jalof Rice, isn't it? Because I think everyone has a slightly different like view of it, but it's fascinating to introduce it to people that haven't really eaten it all their lives. And they're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, I feel like I just try to like keep that in mind really. But yeah, sorry to not be able to call the truce that you wanted on the Jalof Wars. Um, yeah. Or I should have just said, yeah, Nigerian's the best. These guys don't know what they're talking about. That's not Jalof. I think the thing that's probably true is that Nigerians are probably like the loudest in terms of saying that like our things are the best. That tracks as kind of like our, our sort of behaviour. I'd never really had Jollof before, but there, there's a food stall in a market near me called Jollof Mama. And yeah. I went there and got a portion of that. I mean, it was a big portion. Yeah. Oh, I had the afternoon of my life. <laughs> sitting there in this huge bowl of Jollof rice. And I just yeah. had to sit in the park for like an yeah. hour and a half and let it all digest. I think the other thing that's really fascinating about a lot of African restaurants in particular, and like West African restaurants, is that you get given enough food, not just to, for that meal time. Like there's such a sophisticated doggy bag operation. Yeah. A lot of like Nigerian restaurants, like it's to feed you like for the next few days yeah. and like into the week. Like, so I kind of love that attitude and that, that feels really recognisable to me. I'd go around to like my aunties and uncles or whatever, or I go to my mum's now and it's like, you know, I mean, my mum, I don't know anyone that like drives around with like, you know, like stacks of Tupperware in their like boot just in case so that they can kind of <laughs> divvy up the portions of rice that they're ferrying around most of Southeast London. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes there can be a little bit of a frustration, not frustration, but it's almost like a victim of its own success in that it appears on every West African influence menu. It's the thing that everyone knows. It's the thing that everyone talks about. And so there are other dishes in like the repertoire that other people don't necessarily know as much that I don't even know as much. And I think it's that thing when something's almost like a victim of its own success. Yeah. But, but I, I think it's a really exciting time for like, not just African influenced food, but like Caribbean influenced food. And I think people are really discovering like the links between the two and there's a broader appreciation of like different ways of doing things. And yeah, it just kind of, it goes back to that point of maybe feeling like, oh, wow, like there are rules of, oh, this is what a restaurant critic sort of looks like or acts like or knows about and they know all about like fancy French food. And so it's kind of, it's, it's really fun to be like on MasterChef and someone's cooking something that's like West African in origin and I can sort of hold forth on it in a way that like, you know, perhaps like my other kind of co-judges aren't. And it's kind of, it's a really like exciting time to be like, yeah. oh, wow, that's really cool. Like this is something that I kind of know about and it's becoming part of like the kind of shared culture. They did, they did need that. Your dream side dish, Jim. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is returning a little bit to the maverick of the uh, first dish. I'm going to keep it West African and Nigerian specifically, and I'm going to keep it quite spicy as well. I'm going to have some beef suya as my side dish. It's probably more of a snack or a starter, but it's definitely not a main. And I think because the main that I've chosen, the beans... 
It's quite kind of simple. It's quite restrained. There's no meat on it. And suya, for those that do not know, is a kind of like addictively fiery barbecued beef that's mm. kind of like traditionally sold by like the roadside and kind of like little kind of outdoor grills in Nigeria. It's not it's northern Nigerian in origin and it's in this dry spice rub, which is called Yaji specifically, or Suya spice. And that has got peanuts in it. So it's kind of mixed with like ground peanuts with kind of dried pepper. It's like chili pepper. It's got some ginger in there. And it is like the most addictive thing you have ever had in your life. Genuinely, it's out of control. There's something about the combination of like sweet roasted peanuts and kind of quite intense heat with like charred strips of like a beef or you can have it with, with chicken. You get it in newspaper when you go to, um, if you have it traditionally in like Nigeria and it's kind of, you know, it's quite primal. You're ripping mm. it out of the paper with your hands, a cold beer as well. And I think that'll be a good little matchup. And it's and it's the sort of thing. It is one of my absolute favourite um, Nigerian dishes. And I think I write in the book that the first time I tried it, actually, was some that had been smuggled into the country <laughs> by, by a relative who had, like, frozen it. <laughs> I, I still don't really know how they did it. And frozen it like in like a tin or something like it, hidden it in their bag so that like <laughs> escape detection and then got it to the UK and then it kind of defrosted and then they sort of like gave it to us and I mean you know the fact that I'm still eating this like yeah. it's, you know like when it's kind of essentially been in someone's suitcase uh but yeah it's amazing and it's it's a really really good dish um yeah oh even, it sounds great even mm. if it hasn't been mulled into the country it's are still there places you good. can get it in the yeah UK? there's really really good i think you can get it all over and there's a place that delivers nationally actually called alaji suya which i would massively recommend they're in peckham and they've got like they've got a couple of locations but they've got a main one in peckham and the yeah, they're, they're really, really good. They use really tender meat. They're yaji. Their spice is like, they give you an extra little baggie of it for the, <laughs> for the hardcore. Um, and uh, I would also recommend Chishiru, which is like quite an acclaimed restaurant that's in London by a chef called uh, Jocke Bakare. And she does like really nice bavette steak like with the spicing on top so that's mm. like a little sort of like edging towards bouginess version of it but it's still as delicious we were gonna go um, there once yeah were we yeah before uh i think it was before covid yeah we booked in brixton to go. Uh, yeah I think, yeah i think we were gonna uh -huh. go there and then it and then everything, everything you should got go oh. she's amazing yeah she's such a good cook and like it's funny because I've, I've, I've eaten suya on TV shows and also like spicy dishes as well. And it is a weird thing, isn't it? Where I feel like I do like spice, but I don't know if it likes me as much yeah, yeah. as I like it. Like there's a really growing body of evidence of me just like sweating <laughs> and just looking like, what are you doing? Like, just like, you know, I don't know. Like, and uh, it was funny, like growing up because a lot of my friends would have that thing of like, wanting to get the hottest curry and mm -hmm. you know when nando's kind of arrived and I'd, I'd be sort of like ribbed for like oh if i went for if i didn't go extra hot at nando's and i think growing up with food that could be quite hot and with like a lot of spice and stuff i just didn't really understand that kind of real oh god you've got to get the hottest one it's got yeah. but like but yeah i don't know how are you guys with are you, are you spice, i love it spice love boys it. absolutely yeah. love it but i wouldn't 
it's certainly not for any uh, sort of masculine mm. proof reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just genuinely love it. Like as long as there's as long as the flavours there. Yeah. yeah. And that, and they're married together. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. I, I, if there's no flavour, it's just really hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry. Just kind of like a blunt heat. Yeah. I like it to take to take me to the absolute edge. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and when I start I think, sweating and getting tingly, yeah, tingly yeah. Heads, I think that's I like. part of it, isn't it? It's almost like physical. Like there's another like other end of the spectrum in terms of cuisine but um thai uh, there's a few like speedboat bar i don't we, know if you've been we there went, yeah, yeah. Did you I, that's, an, that's another there. place i went i went and then the next week i went back with him because <laughs> yeah. that, the one dish at speedboat bar where they were like uh do you like hot food I'm like yes and it came and it got me so close to the edge oh man but i i know when i've gone over the edge because i start hiccuping Right, and I just right. started to get that's the hiccups. Your, the Chinese sausage, Chinese sausage, and the mustard green oh, salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, the the prawn ceviche stuff there was mm. off the chain. Yeah, I, I really want those again. It's so. And I, I remembered after we were talking about them the other day, and how mm. much we liked the, the food there. And then I remembered the drink that I had that me and Jamie Dimitri ordered. Yeah, and it was like that. It was that. Beer, jelly beer, jelly beer. Like, oh as well. yeah, it yeah, yeah. Was like a frozen beer yes. that had like ginger and honey in it. Yeah. Holy hell. Oh baby. Like that. That that's a dangerous drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Got gulping that down like it was juice. <laughs> I was all ready to be oh, yeah. angry at that restaurant because it used to be the Taiwanese. Yes. Place, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I loved. Which the Bao guys did. Yeah. Which is like Name the most beautiful restaurant I've ever seen. But, yeah, yeah. But it's, zoo was it? Zoo. Yeah, yeah that's zoo, it. Yeah. yeah. It was. Just a stunning movie. Yeah. Love, but that is everything is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper sort of pulse pounding. I think when you do it, you're like... Because Plaza Cow Gang, the um, the kind of precursor to that, which is in Arcade, below centre point. Mm-hmm. And that was my... Like, you know... And they bring out little sort of... Like, afterwards, you have these little, like, milk, like, mm. little, almost, like, little shots of, like, pink milk that are kind of meant to, like, tame the spice type thing. But, you know, when you're just like... <laughs> I want more, and people look at you, and they're like, are "You sure you want more, mate? You don't look well. You sort of look like. I don't know if it's a good idea, like, yeah. But um, yeah, it's so addictive, and yeah, like Suya definitely ticks that box for me. It's just such a, it's such a rush. It's kind of like you know, to the point where there is a little bit of a thing in Nigeria, especially and in like Nigerian culture, where it's a bit like. And my mum's a little bit like, what is in that stuff? Like, she finds it a little bit kind of, she's not sure she's about suspicious. it. She's suspicious. And there's all these rumours about various kind of, you know, um, I think that, I, I, I mean, I did write a piece about it. There's various rumours of, like, it being almost like a bit of a natural Viagra type right, thing. Okay, like, yeah. that there's kind of, like, weird sort of... Um, <laughs> <laughs> added things in there. So just be aware of that yes. before you have some. So where can you order this from? Yeah. <laughs> also, those rumours are started by someone who was eating suya and got a boner, right? <laughs> that, 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 that's just like, that's the person who started that rumour. Yeah. <laughs> Must be the suya. So, uh, natural Viagra, guys. It's not that I'm, a, I'm it's hard not, as a rock here. Not that I'm an unstoppable pervert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the suya. You didn't actually have any of the suya. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
When when they so this place in Peckham, do yeah. they deliver it like cooked? Is it all done? Yeah, it, well, so it's almost like jerky. By the yeah, well, well, there is a, there is one that's more jerky like, and that's called Killishy, and that's kind of dried, almost like a biltong like, yeah. with the kind of peanutty spice to it. The Peckham place, you can either get it like warm to go, or they do a version that you can like heat up at home, yeah. or they yeah they they ship it like so far. Oh, now. I'm do it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, Jay Rayner, my uh, master. Mm-hmm chef uh colleague I, I got him to go there and he absolutely loved it like parked up in his car outside eating soup <laughs> with a little baggie of extra yaji which i kind of really enjoyed that mental image of him just kind of <laughs> i think he might have been in a zip car which makes it even funnier for some reason so any stress ever involved in that when you're a food critic and you recommend a place to another food critic Oh, God, yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah. And I think any recommendation, not just to, like, food critics, but you you do, and you must feel it, mustn't you? And I think there's an element of, like, if they don't like this as well, maybe we're done. Like, you know, like, there is a strange thing, isn't there? You kind of... Because it's, it's such a great feeling when someone gets it and they get the same response. But I think we've all had that thing of, like... Oh God, you got to go there, or you hear like, and they're like, well, we weren't sure, mm. and they had a bad experience for whatever, for whatever reason. But yeah, there, there's, there's definitely pronounced. Like if I recommended somewhere to like a, another food critic, but it's very, I don't know, it's it's rare that that you'd kind of nudge someone to go somewhere. Like it can be very like, what did you think of that? Oh, you like that? Like you know, like in a nice way. But there is that kind of slight caginess edging towards kind of competitiveness sometimes, yeah. where it's kind of like. You keep your cards quite close to your chest. You're not necessarily recommending places. See, I'm the complete opposite. Whenever I recommend <laughs> somewhere, I'll be like, it's the best meal I've ever had. So there's no way they're ever going to enjoy it as much, as, yeah, much as I yeah. said I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, always I good actually... to build it up to like an absurd <laughs> yeah. degree. So this is like, I need yeah. Ed to send me a, a list of places. Mm. I need to go to some new places. Yeah. So if uh, at some yeah. point, Ed, you could send me a list of recommendations. So the perception would be that you're like eating out all the time, but you're not. Right? Are you not? Are you... Go through stages of yeah. it a lot, but like Ed is really good at finding new places, mm. going there, yeah. and like you know, you, you you can like describe a restaurant in London without saying the name, and he'll know what it is. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 uh, whereas like I basically have a handful of places. Whenever anyone rec- you know asks me for recommendations, I'm like, here's five places, and they're all places that Ed told me about, <laughs> um, and and they tend to be the ones that yeah I end up going like as about. I don't know, four places are really, like, local to me. Yeah. And I just tend to go to them on a bit of a loop. I need to break... I'm at the point now where I need to break out of that. But I think that's good. As somebody that that maybe doesn't... And maybe this is part of the job because you're always kind of, like, moving ever forward and on to the next thing, like the ones that I really love and really cherish are the ones that you can always go back to and mm. kind of like, that's how you build up like proper love for a place where you're like, oh, they've got that special on. Yeah. Oh, that that tasted slightly different today. Oh, that was a bit hotter this week or whatever. And you kind of, or and, and also that kind of certainty of like, oh my God, I'm in this restaurant. Everything's going to be all right. Like, yeah. So yeah. I think, I think there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Just going to the same places. So you're fine. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, you'll be all right. all right. But like, you know, especially doing this pod, you hear loads of recommendations. You're like, I've got to go to this place. I can't remember yeah. all of it. But I remember that Ed said it to every single one of them, yep, I've been there. So I'm like, right, if, if Ed can send me a list of stuff, that'd be really useful. Happy to. Happy to. Your dream drink, Jimmy. 
Oh, my dream drink. Oh, it's a fascinating one, this. Do people mostly pick booze or do they not? Yeah. Does it tend to There's go, a lot do of they? Booze, mostly. I don't know if it's maybe oh. part of the the picking uh, a real dish of my childhood as a main or like that nostalgia. But I was just thinking soft drinks, like mm. a lot of the time. The traditional obvious way to go to match up with that main and side would be a super malt, which is, mm. uh, I'm sure you've had previously, but it's a real obsession, particularly in West Africa. And it's weird because it's like Danish, like brewed in Denmark. Oh. And I think it was originally designed for like the armed forces in Nigeria, like Nigerian soldiers to kind of, because it was a way to like quickly get them like B vitamins and kind of, mm -hmm. you know, like all this stuff. So it's slightly strange. It's sort of like Viagra as well, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that guy again is like, oh, careful of the super malt, guys. I've got a boner again. It's like, I'm not sure if it's the things you're eating and drinking. Um, but yeah, so that would be the obvious way to go. But I'm going to go for another soft drink, which I just kind of have a weird obsession with and love and a nostalgia for and it is an orangina an ice cold yeah. orangina i don't know what it is like my I had, a, I had a real sort of beloved uncle who sadly is no longer with us but he would always get us like, like orangina and maybe it's the adverts shake the bottle wake the taste was it or something like yeah, that the it's exactly the, that the bottle you know it the bottle, stop, stop yeah, trying, I know. Stop yeah, trying yeah. to pretend that you is don't it, exactly know what the is advert it, is. Is it shake the bottle, wake, <laughs> wake the taste? <laughs> is it what I say to myself every day? <laughs> My mantra. Um, but yeah, uh, guy just something about just something about an ice cold orangina. The fact that. It had the illusion in my mind, in my kind of youthful, like sort of 90s kid mind of like, oh, this is really fresh. It's got bits in it. And yeah. it's like, but obviously it's like, yeah, and the bottle. Yeah, yeah the Shed bottle. Like an orange, for God's sake. Yeah. Like an orange. <laughs> this is really good for me. Um, oh, God. Go say it again. Say, shake the bottle, wait the taste. <laughs> shake the bottle, wait the taste. Imagine Sorry. if that was, Are you yeah. asking me to shake the bottle, wait the taste? <laughs> Calling the orangina hotline. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I love Orangina and I kind of almost want to like, you know, I don't know that, you know, those specific circumstances where you're like desperate for like a drink, it's really hot. And then yeah, an ice cold Orangina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and I feel like that would be, that'd be a decent matchup with the, um, with the mains. Yeah. See, interestingly, mm. people do pick booze a lot of the time. Mm. You're our third episode of the day. No one's picked booze today. No one's picked booze today. Yeah. All picked soft drinks. All picked soft drinks that are in glass bottles. Wow. Yes. Um, oh, my God, what's going on? And, it uh, must be because it's a hot day. It is a hot well. day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was hoping You've got for. us in this Haman as well. <laughs> Just anything cold, really. <laughs> anything what, cold. I was hoping yeah. for as well because you were saying childhood thing. You'd mm. picked a few things that were from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today we've had someone picked Nigerian Fanta. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, in a yeah. glass bottle. Someone yeah. picked Pepsi from, was it? Uganda. Uganda. Wow, In a amazing. glass bottle. Amazing. And I was yeah. like, come on. If this is free in a row, <laughs> in one day, just of like African sodas in glass bottles, this will be the weirdest hat trick we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, really like. strange. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like Nigerian Fanta and all yeah, you know, African Fanta, as, as you'd probably call it. Well, when we Googled it today, Niger it was saying it's Nigerian Specifically Fanta. Nigerian Fanta, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, I'll just own the kind of like Nigerian <laughs> exceptionalism then. Al Jalof is the best. <laughs> and the Fanta is ours. Got name Fanta stinks. <laughs> yeah, get that out of here. I, I'm not sure. Have we had Orangina Have before? you had it? Alex Horn. 
Our wow. taskmaster chose yeah. Gina as his water. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I love Orangina. Yeah, even like the name. And I've, I've, I've got to say, to go back to the Nigerian Fanta thing, I don't really do masses of like sweet drinks these mm-hmm. days. Like I just don't really, I don't know. I kind of find it fascinating people that, that have a Diet Coke every day. Like I didn't like no judgment, but I'm just a bit like, oh my god, like yeah, like I I just can't really do it anymore. And that was that was his set. The notion of drinking water in my childhood was like, what the hell are you doing? Are you drinking water? <laughs> just like put some squash in it for God's sake. Like you know, I just I would never really drink water, and I feel like you know, I don't know that weird way where you kind of. I don't know, betray your younger self as you kind of grow older. Because I'm all about just water now, really, mm-hmm. or like teas and coffees. And so, yeah, in terms of the dream restaurant and the dream meal, an Orangina would feel there'd be something maybe slightly illicit about it, maybe even more so than booze, because, yeah. you know, there's obviously a lot of wine and drink around. Do you have wine on the uh, Great British menu? No, only if we only have booze if mm. the chef p- brings it with right, their dish. Right, so, like, right. quite often the desserts will have like a cocktail with them. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. If they really work that, out, that old, that old classic. Yeah, and I've brought your shot as well, yeah, guys. Yeah. To oh, it, that's like, yeah, that's oh, a good okay. idea. <laughs> or you do it like Spencer Metzger from the Ritz, who brought in like an eighty quid bottle of Bordeaux with the main course. <laughs> like, All right, yeah, this guy means business. <laughs> <laughs> a main course that got through to the banquet when it's the BBC are in charge of the budget, and it was shit one. <laughs> Tesco wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I I feel like maybe the lack of a of a boozy option for my drink choice probably is related to work because there is a lot of mm-hmm. all wine and a cocktail maybe and whatever and I think yeah there's something quite nice about just yeah. like a nice Fresh kind of soft Gina. drink like yeah. 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 Especially I'm to cut through the spice of the Yeah, of kind the of. Stuff. Yeah, I think that'll work. Yeah, the other thing that that was in the running but I don't know if this would have really gone is you mentioned bow earlier but they're peanut milk oh my god i love it oh my goodness yeah really good the peanut milk really really do they only do it in the cafe or do they do it everywhere now i I thought they did it in every one but i could be wrong yeah they might have shuffled the pack they definitely do it at the the bow cafe it's really good and that would have been a nice little little sort of echo of the uh, the nuts, the peanuts in the suya as well. So, you know, that would be my other option. And it's so good because it's kind of a drink that's basically a sort of pre-pudding as yeah. well, isn't it? It's kind of like this. It's really good stuff. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best phrases in the English language. <laughs> pre-pudding. <laughs> well, let's get on to your dessert in that case. Yeah. Oh I, 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 do you know what? I, do you know what? I think we can allow... We let people have more than one drink Ooh. in the past. If you want, if you want orangina as your dream drink, mm. but you want a peanut milk as the bridge mm. between your main course and your pudding. Oh, my God. Uh, you can have it. I've just remembered that I was going to ask for more rule-breaking at the end. Yeah. Hey, Shall we see it. how I we go? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be after the pudding. <laughs> um, because do you let people have a coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. And yeah, it's yeah. A very specific kind of coffee. Yeah. Um, okay, so my, my pudding, <laughs> I would like a ice cream sundae and i want it made with two very specific types of kind of soft serve ice cream one is the toasted rice gelato from a place called superiority burger have you been there in new york they've they've moved into bigger premises now and it's a kind of vegetarian burger place run by a guy called brooks headley who used to be in bands like punk bands and stuff and it's like 
but worked as a pastry chef. Amazing, tiny little place, real sort of like punk spirit to it. They'd have all these kind of changing veg-based veg dishes and also like the greatest gelato you've ever had in your life. I went to New York in 2019, went there, and yeah, I had this toasted rice one that was just unbelievable. It was like rice crispy milk, like cereal milk, mm -hmm. like, but kind of, you know, even better than that sounds. So that was really good. So with that in my ice cream sundae, and then also a Wendy's Frosty, <laughs> which I, I, like, America was like a really formative, like, I don't know, like place or like I went, I would go there quite a lot as a kid because I've got family, like uncles and aunties dotted around like the States, like in places like Miami and places like that. And so I really remember going to America and just, I was obsessed with America as a lot of kind of 90s uh, children were. And I think maybe even more so as a kind of immigrant kid, you're sort of like, oh, wow, like America's so cool. And having relatives in America was this really big thing. And it just completely lived up to like my insane building it up and promise. And I just really remember going to Wendy's and it's like, oh my God, their burgers are square. Like, I, I, like what? Like, it just does nothing to it. But it's like, they're square burgers. And having a frosty, which, which I was always fascinated that it, it wasn't, there wasn't a flavour. It was just the frosty was the frosty. And I think it's a bit of chocolate and a bit of vanilla. Slightly off-putting almost like off grey colour, but just so nice, so sort of creamy and like delicate. So I'd have an ice cream sundae with those two mixed in. And I just love a sundae. I love the the idea of... You got sauce or cream? Though? Yeah, I'm going to have some sauce. I'm going to have some um, some sort of like hot fudge sauce maybe on top. And then maybe we'll crumble a bit of the Marksman's brown butter uh, custard tart in there. <sighs> we will have a little bit of a happy endings ice cream sundae crumbled in there. The multi, yeah. the multi one, which yeah. I think is like gen genuinely one of the most perfect kind of puddings that you can get. So yeah, a little bit of crunch and then these two soft serve ice creams and then just roll over and fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good Sunday. I mean, uh, yeah. also, that's mm. the second self-designed Sunday we've had today. Oh, really? What and is going on the same, today? It's mad today. And yeah. the same person shouted out the Frosty. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Which is the no. first time that's ever... This is, yeah. We've really? never had it we've before. We've never had it before. Never <laughs> had podcast. it mentioned. <laughs> Two in a row. He's, he's probably still out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still yeah, out. He was like, say Frosty. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, loads of R's next to W's as well. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chuck them in as much as you can. Um, Wendy's Frosty. Yeah, there's, there's some W's and R's flying around in yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not my biggest worry at the minute. Yeah, yeah. On this menu. So, but, uh, I mean, that sounds mm. delicious. And uh, nicely happy endings get a shout out. That is, I, yeah. I, I had that one. That ice cream sandwich uh, yeah. just recently. I think we had to forcibly stop ourselves from buying them, yeah. like me and my wife. You know when you're just a bit like, yeah, this is getting a little bit out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. you both independently bring one home as a treat. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I, I, got, you I got happy endings ice cream. <laughs> She's like, I got them too. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, but they're so good. They're, I mean, they're all great. And Terry, who runs uh, Happy Endings, is awesome. She's like a good thing as well. But I think that's... It's, it's amazing that you can just, obviously in quite fancy shops, but you can just buy that in a shop, like yeah. something that mm -hmm. kind of perfect and beautifully put together. They're really good. Yeah. yeah. They got a stand yeah. in Victoria Park and uh, sometimes, I, sometimes I go on walks and then end up in Victoria Park and I find myself naturally walking towards it. 
hoping it's going to be open, but then any time it's closed, I always think, that's for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Need to be sort of saved from yourself. I've actually not had one in ages because I think it did just get a little bit out of hand where we were having them like really, really regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Just like when you have to forcibly ban yourself from having something, like it's, um, I don't know, is it good? Is it bad? It's a compliment to them. I think it is. Um, Yeah. And and I'm, I'm I'm, I'm all about puddings. It's a strange thing and, and this is kind of a bit of a food world thing where everyone's kind of quite often always tripping over themselves to tell you how little of a sweet tooth they've got and how much they don't really like puddings. And it's yeah. always seen as this like mark of sophistication, isn't it? Like it's like, oh, I don't really like puddings. It's like, come on, puddings. Yeah. Come on, puddings are great. Come on. A bunch of dickheads, man. <laughs> you know, all that, I don't have a sweet tooth. And you're right. When Every time that we've had that phrase said many times yeah, in this podcast, have, yeah. I don't have a sweet tooth. And they always say it like, yeah, oh, like that's a good thing or yeah, something about yeah. them. Oh, that makes them interesting. Yeah. That make you interesting. <laughs> Most people say it who come on here. So you're not more exciting if you're an adult who still goes out the yeah. way to have an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Who happens to go on a walk to Victoria Park every <laughs> single day. <laughs> to the hey, same spot. Yeah. My feet go where they go. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, back here again. Okay. Oh, there you go. It's closed. I'll try and Jimmy open the shutters and see if I can crawl in. What? But yeah. Jimmy I, does that so much. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I say I had to forcibly stop myself from buying them. There was a, there was a, there was a bad scene with some... Jimmy'd open shutters. <laughs> that was a restraining yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have a coffee order at the end of this. Oh, yes, my coffee order. So the coffee that I'm going to get, and I wonder if you've had this, it's from a place called Forts of Wynn, which is in South London, Camberwell. Benito's got his head in his hands. He loves it so much, and clearly. And it is the Custardo. Is it that? Is that what you thought we it was going to say? Benito, the Custardo? Yes, he says oh, yes. Oh, my God. It is a shot of espresso with... They make their own custard, basically, yeah. like, you know, sort of like a frozen custard type thing. And it is unbelievable. Oh, it is out of control. The sort of, the combo of, like, amazing, you know, like, I always quite like the thought of, like, an affogato. And I think, oh, yeah, like, you know, mm-hmm. to go back to that idea of, oh, no, I don't really do puddings. Like, it feels a little bit like the kind of, uh-huh. you know, interesting artist choice, like, oh, an affogato. But they always slightly disappoint me. But a custardo feels like what an affogato should be. Mm. Like it's like amazingly creamy, sweet, rounded custard with this like beautiful, intense shot of coffee in it. And it's so nice. It almost tastes like eggnog or something like mm. that. And yeah, so that'll be my little... Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're going there now. <laughs> yeah, fairly I Forts of Wim. It's, it's, it's absolutely there, inspired. Yeah. Have we? What's yeah. it called? Forts of Wim. Forts of Wim's up on the roof, which yeah. is very good. But yeah, Forts of Wim, which is now in Camberwell, used to be in Peckham, and a Custardo there. One of their Custardos, just to kind of cap this insane meal. Uh, for wow. a man that already eats too much. Um, <laughs> I suppose I must be, but sometimes I'm like, am I a good eater? Like I'll be <laughs> midway through like a like a meal and I'll be like, I'm already full. And I'm like, I should probably be a better eater in, than this. Yeah, but, but it's what you do at that point that makes you a good eater or not. That's true. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Some some people stop. Yeah, some people uh, would stop. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, some people would stop. You can't stop. You got, can't stop. You got a Sunday and a Custardo to yeah. have. <laughs> but yeah, Custardo, oh, so good. Well, I'll read your menu back to you now, see how you feel about it. Uh, you like sparkling water, pop yeah. on the bridge. You would like um, half from Baba, Papa Doms, and half from Bibby. 
Yes. Cheese pop and oms with all the dips. Yes. Starter, a trio of small sandwiches. You want the mackerel from uh, Mango 2, the Dexter cheeseburger from the Plimpsoul, and a KFC Zinger Tower burger, all nice and small slider size. Yes. Main, Iwariro. <laughs> How was that? Yeah, yeah. Bang so, on. I said that right? Iwariro, yeah. From, <laughs> with caramelized Let's, let's hear it again. Iwa, oh, Iwariro. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, Kofo Famarei was Iwariro. What's, what's her first name? <laughs> Coffee. Coffee Famaray was Im, Im, <laughs> Coffee Famaray was Im, 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 Oh fucking hell. That is, that is, that is genuinely hard. I'm not, I'm not I'm not doing this for laughs. Riro. Coffee Famaray was Iwa Riro. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Carrot with caramelized plantain. That was good. Side dish, beef suya. Drink ice cold orangina and then a peanut milk from Bao to bridge over into our dessert, which is an ice cream sundae and has toasted rice gelato from Superiority Burger, Wendy's Frosty, then hot fudge sauce, a marksman brown butter custard tart crumbled over it and happy endings ice cream sandwich, the malted one, um, jammed in there. And then at the end of all that, the custardo from Forza Win. Yes, amazing. That's pretty outstanding. Oh, menu. my God. That is great. I mean... I'm really pleased with I'm that. I'm absolutely definitely having the custardo. We got yeah. that. But I really want beef suya because yeah. I've never had that before. Yeah. I mean, hearing that, hearing that back, are you thinking like, yes, that'd be that would be a what a yeah. night, what a night that'd be. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with that. I, I've I've got to say, um, uh, you know, thank you for allowing me the rule bend on the starters. I just I can even see those little sandwiches. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I can like really envisage it, and I just think it would be a great. Great way to kick it all off. Maybe yeah. maybe organise like a fundraising charity dinner or something where you get all those guys in to make <laughs> yeah. little sandwich versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, so what have you got us here for, Jimmy? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just going to do them really small, all right? Can Who are you raising just... money for? I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. We'll work that out. Um, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really pleased with that. Thank you for thank you for indulging me. That was, um, oh, my God, that's made me quite hungry. Maybe I am a good eater after all. Well, <laughs> we expect a good review. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. There we are. As expected, brilliant episode, brilliant oh, yeah. menu. Lovely man. Uh, Benito is so happy that the Costado got a shout yeah. out. It's nice to see Benito as happy as this yeah. after an episode. Yeah, never happened before. Never happened that it's been, uh, well, he's never been happy after no. an episode, but also never has there been a shout out for something that he loves yes. this much. Benito's face after every episode is very much the face of a man who's thinking, how am I supposed to edit that shit? Yeah, he's figuring out in his head how many of these do I have to make, which means I won't have to make them anymore. <laughs> uh, but there you go. I mean, also, thank you to Jimmy uh, for all your food recommendations, but also for not saying cauliflower rice. Thank the Lord. Yeah, we appreciate that. Because we didn't have to kick him out. And we can, once again, plug Settlers by Jimmy Famarewa, Journeys Through Food, Faith and Culture of Black African London. That is out now on paper in paperback. It's out now on paperback. That means he's already, he's already slammed it. He's already knocked it out the park and hardback. Bloomsbury Continuum. So go and get that. Give it a read. I certainly am. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Or audiobook. Or audiobook. Thank you very much for listening to the Off Menu Podcast. We will see you again next week. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Blub, blub, blub. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.